Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Hebrews 13. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, pray that we would offer acceptable sacrifices to you in our lives. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Hebrews 13. Brotherly love must continue. Do not neglect hospitality, because through this some have received angels as guests without knowing it. Remember the prisoners, as though you were fellow prisoners. Remember the mistreated, as though you yourselves also are being mistreated in the body. Marriage must be held in honor by all, and the marriage bed be undefiled, because God will judge sexually immoral people and adulterers. Your lifestyle must be free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, and I will never abandon you. So then we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you, considering the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by various and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods by which those who participate have not benefited. We have an altar from which those who serve in the tabernacle do not have the right to eat, for the bodies of the animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sins are burned up outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also suffered outside the gate, in order that he might sanctify the people by his own blood. So we must go out to him, outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we do not have a permanent city, but we seek the city that is to come. Therefore through him let us offer up a sacrifice of praise continually to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not neglect doing good and generosity, for God is pleased with such sacrifices. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account, so that they can do this with joy and not with groaning, for this would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we are convinced that we have a good conscience and want to conduct ourselves commendably in every way. And I especially urge you to do this, so that I may be restored to you more quickly. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing to do his will, carrying out in us what is pleasing before him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. Now I urge you, brothers, bear with my word of exhortation, for indeed I have written to you briefly. Know that our brother Timothy has been released, with whom I will see you if he comes quickly enough. Greet all your leaders and all the saints. Those from Italy greet you. Grace be with all of you. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. We might think on the first reading of Hebrews 13 that it is just miscellaneous commands, but I think the Hebrews writer has more order to it than that. At the end of chapter 12, the Hebrews writer said, verse 28, Therefore, 
Since we are receiving an unshakable kingdom, let us be thankful, through which let us serve God acceptably with awe and reverence. Then in chapter 13, verse 16, he says, And do not neglect doing good and generosity, for God is pleased with such sacrifices. I think he is picturing us as priests in the temple. We are serving God. We are offering sacrifices, but not animal sacrifices. Ordinary, everyday things that we do are sacrifices to God. He starts out with brotherly love and specifically hospitality. When Christians were traveling, especially preachers who were traveling around teaching, they would need a place to stay and food to eat. He also says to remember the prisoners and the mistreated, not just a mental activity, but so that they would do good for them if given the chance. He says to honor marriage by avoiding sexual immorality. He says to be free of the love of money by being content. He quotes from Psalm 118 to show that God will take care of us. He says to remember your leaders. Again, not just a mental activity. He wants us to follow their example. He says that Jesus doesn't change, so we shouldn't go chasing after new doctrines. He mentions the food from the altar. In the law of Moses, the priests got certain parts of the animals they offered on the altar to eat. The Hebrews writer says that we get to eat from an altar that the Levitical priests don't get to eat from. In certain sacrifices in the law of Moses, the rest of the animal would be burned outside the camp. And he makes the point that Jesus suffered outside of Jerusalem. So he is saying that the Levitical priests aren't allowed to eat from the sacrifice of Jesus. He says we have to go outside the camp to be with Jesus and share in his sacrifice. He says we offer sacrifices of praise, doing good, and being generous. Then the writer says to obey the leaders. This would probably mean the elders, also known as pastors. He says it will make their job easier and be good for us. Then the Hebrews writer requests prayer for himself, that he can live right and be restored to them. We don't know what this being restored means. It could be just that he can travel back to them, or it may mean that he is in prison so that he would be released. Then he prays that God would equip them to do what is right. Finally, he gives some news that Timothy has been released. This is probably the Timothy that we read about in Acts and Paul's letters, but it could be someone else. He says, those from Italy greet you. So perhaps this was written from Italy or to Italy. We don't really know. And now for a deeper dive. There are several instructions here, but I want to talk about verse 5 for a moment. Your lifestyle must be free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, and I will never abandon you. What does it mean to have a lifestyle that includes the love of money? Well, I can give you some red flags to watch out for. Debt. If you have debt, it may mean that you are including the love of money in your lifestyle. At first, that may seem opposite to the love of money. But today, we have credit card companies that want to talk us into taking their money now so that they can charge us huge amounts of interest later. 
I'm not going to give you any hard rules for when and how much debt you can have before it is the sin of the love of money. If you want someone to give you more hard guidelines about money, you can listen to or read the books by Dave Ramsey. I'm not saying I'm 100% in agreement with everything he says, but he has developed his ideas based on the Bible and he has many practical suggestions. Let me just say that debt is an indicator that we may not be living in contentment with what God has given us. Another indicator is if we are showing off our money. Am I buying a new car because it doesn't look nice enough anymore? Because it doesn't have the newer style? Again, I'm not going to give you a hard rule here. There are some conservative Mennonites who would say that your car must be black in order to not be showy. But if you are concerned that what you drive, what you wear, where you live, etc. doesn't show to others your proper class, then that is a red flag that you are falling into the love of money. So what is the solution? Well, if the problem is debt, then we need to get that cleaned up. And that may mean getting rid of some things in our lives that we bought with that debt. If the problem is being showy, we may need to focus on quiet giving. I would say it should all start with prayer. Pray that God would show us the problem and help us overcome the problem. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.